0: I will call upon you to do a service for me Play the Godfather Now at Chumpacasino.com Welcome to the family
1: VGW Group, no purchase necessary where prohibited by law See terms and conditions, 18 plus Blog Talk Radio Ignite your life with passion and purpose Your health, your wealth, your happiness Make it good this is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Way. A big thank thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Oh, hello, modern lovers, talking about sexy bodies tonight. You are going to learn some secrets to keeping your body so fine, so sexy, and so healthy, Very, very important that tonight we're going to talk about the politics of love. And when I say that, I mean self-love. And self-love starts, of course, with how we treat our very own bodies. Our guest tonight is here to encourage you, no, maybe even, hmm, what should we say, ignite you to take some action. And you might call the action the ultimate act of gratitude, which is to recognize that what you put in your body impacts your entire world, especially your love lives, modern lovers. Our guest tonight is Judy Frankel. She's a master gardener, a food activist, a blogger for HuffPost, the author who is leading a movement to fix Washington to talk about how we can get more action there at the political level to have healthier food. And today she's going to bring it right home to talk about love, where she's going to talk about the five things that food companies don't want you to know that could already be affecting your health and what you should be doing so you can be healthier. And we have a special, special little add-on from Judy on how you can enhance your love life.
0: Judy, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you, Dr. Wade, for having me on today. Oh, it's a pleasure. Now, tell us about you. You're a
1: master gardener. What does that mean, and how did you get into it?
0: Well, I started in 2002. I took a 10-week course through the uh, UC uh, Davis program for master gardeners in California, and the focus was on growing food for low-income families. And I translated that into my own little business called Judy's Homegrown, where now I teach home gro- uh, homeowners how to grow their own food, and I help them pick fruit trees because that's my specialty. And I prune and train and fertilize those trees. Oh, Wow. That sounds
1: amazing. So what was it that spurred your passion to take a
0: 10-week course on master gardening and start teaching people about growing fruit trees? Well, the first thing is uh, I grew up in Pennsylvania on a farm, and my dad used to have a little garden plot in the backyard, and his tomatoes were just legend, the most (laughs) amazing, sweet, juicy uh, unbelievable tomatoes, and I wanted to learn how to grow that for myself in California. And when things weren't going right, uh, I thought, I better get a little community garden plot. And there, it was there I learned that there was such a thing as a master gardener that you can call and ask any question on their uh, helpline. And I was so jealous. I had to get one of those uh, master gardener caps. So uh, I took the the 10-week course, and uh, it really changed my life completely. I'm now a devoted uh, gardener.
1: Wow. So it was
0: the tomato.
1: It all started with your dad's tomatoes. That's a great story. And then wanting to become a master gardener who also helps people. Now, why is it so important for us to have homegrown food if we can manage it, and healthy food, and when you say healthy, I'm throwing two questions at you at once. Why is it so important to have homegrown, and what are the benefits
0: of having healthy food? Well, when you grow it yourself, you know what is going into your soil, and you know that the uh, plant is growing in the best possible circumstances. When when you leave it up to the farmer, you have to trust whether or not they're using all the right ingredients in fact even with organic you're not assured of what is going into that product because they, there is a lot of allowance for pesticide in organic so the best possible way to eat is when you grow yourself and you know what you're putting into your soil uh, but having said that still organic is a lot better than um the I would call it conventional agriculture where they're using a lot of pesticides a lot of roundup and they're spraying the crop and that's kind of why I got into the whole eating healthy movement So for those who
1: don't know what do the pesticides do
0: some of us you know
1: have had the benefit of a lot of education about that but very quickly what do the
0: pesticides do that we need to be aware of? Well, there's this number one pesticide in the United States is called Roundup. We probably know it because we spray it on our weeds to kill the weeds, but we also spray it on uh, genetically engineered crops that are they are engineered to withstand the Roundup so that everything dies but the crop. But unfortunately, that Roundup gets into the tissues of the plant, and it's actually really not good for our bodies. We know now... There's a a very significant reason to believe there's a link between Roundup and autism and Roundup and Alzheimer's, and I could go into a little more detail. But suffice to say, we want to avoid the foods that are sprayed with Roundup. And so what foods are they? Corn, soy, canola, and sugar beets. And we now spray, I think, about 300 million pounds of Roundup um, in the United States. We have the largest uh, we're using them the most in the world, twenty percent. Wow, of the most that's amazing. Up. So we wanna avoid those foods you just named. We wanna not
1: put roundup. So instead of going down that road that's harmful, what are what are the benefits of eating healthy food and in your
0: mind what are the healthiest foods for us? So the healthiest foods we can eat are dark green vegetables. I think we've already heard that enough, the broccoli, arugula, any kind of leafy greens that have dark colors. So uh, iceberg lettuce isn't the best choice, but like, as you get darker and darker in some of those reds and greens, then you'll see um, more benefits. They also say that dandelion takes some of the um, bad chemicals out of your system. And that's something that we're always trying to kill. But actually, when we grow it, we could be eating that in our salads. The other things are onions and garlic. Those are wonderful additions to kind of make up for the fact that we're somehow we're still getting Roundup in our food. My I had my daughter's uh, urine tested. You can get your blood, urine, or even breast milk tested, as Moms Across America did, and you'll find that there's high levels in your uh, system even when you try to avoid so the other you mean thing high you levels do, of roundup in your breast milk yes, and in urine and all that absolutely and that's wow. why it's so hard to avoid because it gets into the water supply and not all water systems test for it even in los angeles i haven't been able to get an answer whether or not they actually test for it because the testing is not easy it's not it's b- very expensive um, okay, so now my, we're talking about drinking clean water. Okay, so right, we've got
1: right. eat healthy food, drink clean water, get things tested if you think there's some roundup or some toxin in your water or your food or in your body, especially if you are a nursing mom.
0: I think that or pregnant, or you want to become and, pregnant. I think those things are important. And there's one more great thing that you can do. Is if you want to get this toxin out of your system, bentonite clay is a great way of grabbing onto those um, toxins and taking it out of your body. So bentonite so clay is that something? Bentonite. We use? Say it yeah. Again? Actually, you you mix it with water and you can drink it. You can add it to your your whatever drink you're you're doing. It does keep you awake. Uh, some people say that they uh, don't want to drink it right before going to bed because it has a enlivening effect, but that's not a bad thing. Uh it's spelled B as it in, in morning. Yeah. It's spelled B as in Boy, E N T O N I T E. And it's a clay, but it's found in nature. It's um from um, volcanic eruption and and uh, if you mix it in your water it's very, very easy going down. Okay, so there's and a way to clean be, up some of right. the toxins
1: that might have gotten into our body. Now you have a secret to make your love life better, Judy. All right, everybody, you're going to want to write this down because very- I'm just going to frame this really quickly for Judy. There was a big longitudinal study done at University of Denver, looking at people who were happily married or happily life partnered for 20 years or more, to find out what those people had in common. And one of the things they had in common is doing something together that brings them together that
0: they enjoy. So now, Judy, there you go. There's some evidence to support what you're about to tell us. Right. Well, I'm here to tell you that the number one pastime in, in the United States is gardening uh, That that is physical, that is outside. And what I love about gardening and sharing it with someone is uh, the smells, the sensual nature of being out in a garden, you always want to plant a little bit of rosemary or lavender or roses. I'm a big rose person. Uh, to give the person that you're with the sensual experience for their nose. But also, if you're growing food, uh, feed each other raspberries right off the, the bramble. Uh, feed each other strawberries right off the, the uh, little strawberry uh, plant. And that is an experience that I've done myself with some of my loved ones. And I can tell you it's very intimate. It's it's very sexy. It'll definitely um, make you much more bonded. Plus, in the so morning... So are meaning to go smell the roses, eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and in the morning, uh, if you want a really incredible experience, the Fragrances are much more alive and awake in the morning. So right after lovemaking, come outside in the garden and everything is just so alive. And that's what love is about, is feeling alive, feeling vibrant. That's what a garden does for you.
1: Mm, Judy, I
0: had no idea. I'm going out to smell those
1: roses tomorrow morning. All right, so (laughs) the whole idea is a garden is sensual because all the senses You can see it, touch it, taste it, smell it. You can even hear it, the leaves rustling. And the more the senses are alive, the more sensuality, because sensuality simply means senses that are awake. And sensuality, of course, is even more important as foreplay. It's even more important as a way to connect. And, Judy, what you've added that you didn't talk about, is being in the garden is relaxing.
0: Oh, absolutely. I find it a way to reconnect to um, my spiritual nature. I feel it's like therapy. So to get away from the hubbub of the world when everything is so busy, it gets you to really be in the moment and to calm down and relax. Just like you said, brings you back to your centeredness. So gardening has a really impactful effect on your life, not just for your loved one, but for you too. So you present a clear space for your lover to mm. land. Mm, nice. Who knew
1: gardening could be sexy. I love it, Judy. <laughs> All right, if you want to join the conversation, please feel free you can... Join it by calling us Old School. The number is 347-989-0776. That's 347-989-0776. Or hit us back on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Brenda Wade. We'd love to hear your questions about how healthy food, gardening, healthy water can improve your healthy body, which of course is going to improve your love life. So, Judy, if you had to pick beyond the leafy dark greens a food that would give us the
0: most bang in terms of nutrients, what would it be? Well, believe it or not, I'm a big proponent of arugula, and not the arugula that you find in the supermarket, because usually by the time it's in the supermarket, it doesn't have any crunch left. Uh, Arugula is probably the easiest green to grow, and it reseeds itself readily, which means you almost never have to buy seeds. I always let it go to seed, and I plant, plant it again and again. And the thing about arugula is if you're planting it pretty much each month, I put in a new handful. It's always there. It's ready to go. And it is so incredibly life-giving. It, it's a, a cleanser of the blood. It does uh, enormous things for your health. And it's one of those dark, leafy greens. Plus, it has this wonderful peppery taste. Yeah, I love arugula. Okay, Judy, we have our first question. Mm This is from
1: somebody who says, I don't own my own home. I live in an apartment. Have you got any tips on
0: how I can get
1: into the gardening thing?
0: Well, that's when you use the um, uh, container gardening uh, methods. And, you know, the other thing, too, is my first experience in gardening, I did have a balcony and I was having trouble growing the really good tomatoes on the balcony. So that's when I looked into the community garden. And a community garden is a great way to meet other like-minded folks, learn a lot. I learned more in my community gardening experiences probably than, well, as much, if not more, than in the uh, Master Gardener program. Um, the other thing that you can maybe look into is some gardening um, clubs where you can get to together with other people who like to garden. Maybe there's a local school that would love to have your help, and they already have a garden, but nobody's tending it. Or they need a teacher there who will guide the students. Or you could be the, the backup person that takes care of it when the teacher doesn't have the time. So those are some options. Um, the other thing you might want to do is try starting your own community garden in your neighborhood.
1: What if there's no land available, Judy, for somebody in their communities or a way to i mean what do you do? You go to the city and say, "Hey, I want some land to
0: have a garden or how does that work Well, this is where you have to talk to your um, I would suggest talking to some of the city uh, councils and see if the councilman see if there is a an abandoned lot uh, something where maybe the neighborhood would like to have something, but they don't know where to begin. And then get start talking to people, see if they would like to, you know, On the, I always think of uh, the sides of railroad tracks as a, abandoned places where a garden is just waiting to happen. I think we're going to see more and more of this. Um, the other uh, place that people have started gardens is on uh, median strips, believe it or not, between uh, the sidewalk and the street people have started even edible gardens that way. So you'd be surprised where gardens can fit in. Uh, sometimes you know, something you'd... I've always wondered about, if you have a garden next to a street
1: with a lot of cars, does the garden absorb toxins from exhaust and things like that?
0: So yes and no. I mean, you, the problem is if it's if it's really heavily trafficked, then the um, plants, you wouldn't necessarily want to eat them because they're already being uh, assaulted by all that, uh, uh, you know, stuff in the air. So you right. have to be careful. Okay. See, this is a burning but,
1: question for me because yeah. i always think berries along the side of the road, and I think to myself, you know, you probably shouldn't eat those. Those are probably loaded. Okay, so now I won't go pick berries. Thank you. But (laughs) But that's not necessarily true. If it's a lot of traffic. So, Judy, we have another question here. Okay. What's I love this one. Cut to the chase. What's the
0: sexiest food in the garden? Oh wow. Uh, I love the cherimoya. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, It's a rare fruit. Uh, We can grow it here. I don't know about San Francisco, but uh, one of the things is when you're in the presence of a rare fruit. I think there's something really special about that. Uh, it is a soft, it has a soft inner flesh, and you can scoop it out, or you can just put your face in it and just immerse yourself in Judy, it. This
1: is getting <laughs> sexier by the minute. Okay.
0: Just put so, your face yeah. in
1: the cherimoya, everybody. Right. You know what we're talking about. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> okay, now I have to find out what a cherimoya is. I'm going to go looking for it. <laughs> That's great. Okay, good question, and I love the answer. Okay, the questions are coming, and hang on, Judy, we've got one more here. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm enjoying that too much. Okay, uh, this person wants to know, oh, okay, this is about the box
0: box garden, they say. What's the easiest thing to grow there? Okay, so the box garden you want to, you know, put it in as much sun as possible, and this is this is the problem is whether or not you have light. Now you can um, supplement with your own shop light hanging over, um, but I think the things that are easiest to grow. Again, I'm going to come back to the arugula because it is like the it is the easiest thing to grow. It's so simple. It doesn't have to form into a head. It doesn't take very long before it's ready. Um, the other thing is, is herbs are quite easy. Uh, you can grow a lot of herbs without a whole lot of sun, So and it, and it cuts down on cost because herbs are some of the most expensive things you can buy in the supermarket. Plus the freshness is there. Sometimes when you buy it in the supermarket, it's already um, old, and so parsley, um, cilantro are good choices. Um, you know, I, those are the things that come to mind for me. I think there's other people who do a lot of container gardening probably get a different answer from, from mm-hmm. them. Okay. But because I grow almost everything outside, I haven't really done a lot of I, – I did the container gardening for my tomatoes. I can tell you you have to have at least uh, – you know, a five-gallon container to do a decent tomato plant. And so, um, what, you know, my question would always be what do you want to grow and then find the right spot for that. It has to be most things need eight hours of sun if it's a food. But, again, getting back to those, those herbs and the arugula, that's the easiest thing to grow. And they need eight hours of sun also? They prefer it, but you could probably get by with a little bit less.
1: Oh, See, I'm learning Beauty something already. So I had mint. no idea. You had to time out the sun, eight hours. All right, five gallons for the tomatoes. Oh, and also mint. Throw the agrugula, mint. everybody. Now, Judy, you also have really passionately looked into the area of activism around food. Now, you guys, listen, we're talking about the most fundamental way to take care of your health. We know there are three things. This has been proven at the CDC, at all the research about your health. Number one, don't smoke. That's the number one thing you can do to improve your health. The number two thing is eat nutritious, healthy food. So we're talking about the number one thing that is a cornerstone of good health. Now, of course, you know that regular exercise is number three. So today we're on number two. And in order to get good food and healthy food, it's very important to know what you're eating and what's in it. So what is the
0: problem with finding out what's in it, Judy? Well, unfortunately, uh, Congress just passed the Dark Act. So um, what that is is deny Americans the right to know. Last week, the pressure from Big Ag is so great on these uh, congressmen and most of them are funded by these um, big ag companies like Monsanto. And so they just passed a a pretty bad bill that would make it impossible for us to really know what's in our food. So the only way we can really get around that is to, well, first of all, if we could get some good people in Congress, that would be great. Uh, And I I have actions to do that. (laughs) But the other thing is to steer toward the USDA organic label because even the non-GMO label isn't enough. If you have, there's some non-GMO foods that are sprayed with Roundup, and I'll list them for you. Wheat, barley, oats, flax, peas, lentils, and beans are often sprayed with Roundup just as a desiccant to dry it out before harvesting. Oh. So you can't even be sure that the non-GMO wheat, non-GMO barley, etc., is a... Um, Non Roundup thing. It's so how do you find out sprayed. if it's been sprayed with Roundup? Well, well, if it's USDA Organic, it is not sprayed by Roundup. That's the one thing I can tell you. USDA Organic. Okay, everybody, yes.
1: look for USDA
0: <laughs> Organic, so you're not getting right. the Roundup by accident. And so we, we also for you. know, go ahead, that um, if you want to age well with your partner throughout life, and you don't want to get um, Parkinson's or Alzheimer's. You want to stay away from Roundup because we know there's a reason why uh, there's such a spike in those things is because of the Roundup.
1: Okay, a spike in dementia and a spike in autism. And so these and are some exactly. kind of the things that are contributing. And it makes sense because, after all, the body can't break the Roundup down and get it out. Uh, the taking of the Benzamite clay could help, yes? Right, absolutely. Okay. All right, so there's something else we can do. There's a solution. You know we like solutions here, everybody. All right, now here's the thing. Everyone who is one of our listeners is encouraged always build a library. Have the books on your shelf or on your phone or on your computer that are going to help you lead a healthier life the healthier you are, the sexier you are. So Judy's got a book. I want you to get it. It's called In Search of the next P-O-T-U-S, and if you don't know what POTUS stands for, it's President of the U.S., One Woman's Quest to Fix Washington, A True Story. And Judy gives a lot of tools there to talk about how we can combat corruption in Congress and choose qualified leaders who will protect our food supply and give us the right to know what we're eating. So grab that book and her website. Is very important. She has two. One is all about growing your own food. It's called judieshomegrown.com. Judieshomegrown.com. And she's got one called In Search of the Next POTUS. And it's in search of the next P O T U S dot com. So there's the info. Be informed. Be informed. Be enlightened and take good care of your precious body. Why? Your body is the temple of your soul. And you know we love, love, love to bring all four quadrants, body, emotions, mind, and spirit together because whole people get to have whole love lives that work on every level. So, Judy, what's the last thing you would like to share with us about healthy food and gardening, and your passion,
0: dare I say passion, for gardening. Passion it is. You know, it's exactly uh, what you hit upon, the spiritual life, the um, all the things blending. Uh, until I became an activist, until I felt that I had this purpose in life to clean up the food supply, to make a difference in the world, I don't think my love life took off until that happened so, I can tell you from personal experience the sex is much, much better when you feel that you are contributing to the world in a positive way. Ooh, now there's a link we've never made before <laughs>
1: between passion and passion. It makes total sense because when your life is being lived on purpose, then you absolutely feel more alive more whole more energized and if you're eating healthy food then you've got the energy to support all that passion everybody judy frankel what a pleasure to learn more about gardening to um, find out about the cherimoya secret Uh uh-oh we all (laughs) have to go try what did you say the soft flesh that you stick your face in judy (laughs) <laughs> I can't help teasing you about that. All right, everyone. Our guest tonight is Judy Frankel, and she's talking about food secrets every woman should know, and I think every person should know them. And next week, stay tuned because we have Emily Philorama, Emily Philorama, who is going to talk about how to heal yourself by reparenting yourself. And we know that the more... We heal ourselves the more we're able to love and to receive love and accept love in our lives. All right. Many thanks to our wonderful producer, Mr. Legrand Green, our associate producer, Cliff Dunning, and to all of you modern lovers, much love, many blessings. Till next time.